right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dating Culture. Um, I have a really fun guest here on the show today. And um, actually, uh, I had met her at one of her comedy shows last year. So um, that was really cool because she was on stage doing her thing. And, you know, she had mentioned she does life coaching. And I was like, oh, my God, what's that? And then I started following her on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, she does like all this fun astrology stuff. And it just happened to be very relevant to my life being, I think, 29 at the time. Um, and just, you know, figuring out my dating world as per the usual. And obviously being pushed up against, um, you know, marriage slash do I find somebody who matches my birth chart Etc. So, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, we're going to be covering a lot of fun topics, you guys, today. So, for anybody who is really kind of like into the spiritual space, this will be really fun for you. And anybody who's entering, welcome. <laughs> we're gentle. Yes. Ish. Yes. So, uh, go ahead, Danielle. We would love to meet you. So, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, so, I'm Danielle Mercurio, and I'm a little bit of a gypsy of all trades. I don't really like to define myself with titles because I find that as soon as we do that or we label ourselves or what we do in this world, we're already boxing ourselves in. We're kind of holding back our potential. But some of the ways that I like to show up is, of course, in the world of spirituality and confidence. And I do that through being a life coach and an astrologer. I'm a speaker. I bring comedy into the mix. I have my own meditation method teacher training. I host retreats. Anything that just is fun and exciting and makes people feel inspired and confident and have a better sense of who they are. Yeah. She has a... uh... She has the ability to do anything that's really spiritually related. So actually, I I will say you were probably one of the first people that I reached out to in Philly who had such a strong spiritual background that I just really gravitated towards. And I was like, oh, my God, please help me. I need answers with my love life. And like, oh, you have Linda Goodman's book. Yay. She's the best. She's the OG. Wait, what was the other book that she came out with? Oh, Sun Signs. I think you told me to read Love Signs. Yes. And I bought the book and I was like overwhelmed. It's a vintage copy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I even did a reading with you. Like, a, was it a tarot reading or something? We did or? like a, yeah, it was like a yearly tarot astrology forecast reading. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really interesting. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Which actually, um, that person that I was dating at the time is no longer in the picture. <laughs> I have a feeling. That's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, you you hold space, you give guidance, like it could go either way, right? Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, every time I think about that whole situation, I'm like, oh, like, what was I thinking? You but meant well. Lessons, lessons, lessons. So it's all good. Yep. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about how you got into astrology and like what kicked that off for you. Yeah. So astrology kind of found me. I grew up um, in a very like Catholic household, so mm. the only sense of any kind of God or religion was through the Catholic culture, which even at a young age, I felt the energy of God. Like I felt like when we we were told there's like a God that loves you there, you know, that felt good to me. That felt real. It felt like, yes, I can't really understand it because I'm so young, but there's some kind of connection to something greater and it feels really good. Mm -hmm. But then once I started to get more into the rules and the different regulations and the different personas that are in the Catholic church, even at the age of five, I was just like, this doesn't feel good. Mm. I remember my mom told me the story of Adam and Eve and I just started crying. Cause I was like, that's not right. <laughs> like I was like so pissed and like sad, you know? Cause wow. I was just like, why did like, I was so upset that Eve got all this blame and then we were all born wrong because of what Eve did. I was like, that's terrible. You know? Mm. So I never really connected to Catholic. Uh, I call it culture because I think it's more of a culture than a religion, but Um, I always come to the essence of God. And then when around the age of five, when I was like, 
crying about Adam and Eve, I was in the grocery store with my mom and they used to have, I don't know if they still do, but they used to have these astrology scrolls in the checkout aisle. Do you remember them? Yes, I do. Yeah. So they were like a little, <laughs> either like a booklet or a scroll and you would look up your birthday and you would find your sign. And I remember seeing it. And that's I remember when the addiction started. That's totally when it started. <laughs> Not only the addiction, but uh, so I showed it to my mom and I was like, can I have this? And of course she's like, no, like put that back. Like that's not you, good for you. No. Like most moms are used to their kid being like, can I have the Snickers bar? And I'm yeah. like, can I have the scroll that unlocks like my cosmic astrological <laughs> destiny, please? She's like, are you my child? Yeah. I'm like, no, put it back. Right. So she was like, put it back. But I was like, no, I want this. So I wound up putting it in my pocket and I stole it. So, Ooh, but for good reason. Thievery. Yeah. It, I needed to. Right. And, and God had my back. It was like, you know, universe had my back. They're like, don't worry. We'll get you out of that store yeah. with, with your <laughs> with the scroll. Yes. With your scroll that will unlock your destiny. So, um, yeah, I remember when I went home, like going to my room and like what I, and I, I'm, I'm a Leo. I was born August 9th. And, um, what I could make of Leo, I was just like, this sounds awesome. Mm. I was like, I love this. You know, I love the words and the adjectives and everything that it's using to describe me. And I was like, when I grow up, I want to be a Leo. And, oh, that's so nice. Uh, yeah, it was sweet, right? <laughs> and then it was just something that I always thought about in the back of my mind. And then as I started to get older, I started to notice like there were book sections in the library where you could learn more about astrology. And um, I started to learn like other people had different signs and I started learning about their signs. And it was kind of like my psychology mm-hmm. and like a way for me to read people better. Like if I had a friend or a crush, mm-hmm. I could look at their sign, I could learn more about them. And it felt like it made me understand myself better and it made me understand people better, mm. but it was a very like private thing. Like it wasn't as big of a thing as it is now. Like people like would kind of read your horoscope, but like, like in the newspaper, but that would be like, it, it like mm-hmm. wasn't really a thing. So, and again, in the Catholic church, it's kind of considered like, Devil, Devil work. work. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, like, so I just was kind of like, well, I'm, you know, I guess this is just my secret hobby, you yeah. know, and it was for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in college, I started to meet people that were kind of into it and we'd have more conversations or I'd meet people at parties and we would talk about it and it'd be really fun. But again, mm-hmm. like, what was I going to do? Like, right. get a neon sign and like go to the boardwalk and <laughs> set up shop. You're like, I'm an astrologer. <laughs> yeah, call me now for your free reading. Um, <laughs> actually, have, yeah, I actually have the deck right there. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Speaking of, um, <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was just like the secret thing. And with astrology, I also started reading up on other things, too, that were esoteric, learning about, like, psychic stuff. Oh, um, okay. It was awesome. But, again, just always this hidden hobby. Mm. Uh, and then it wasn't until, oh, gosh, like, I don't know, maybe like six years ago or so, give or take, um, that I started to get into life coaching and I was trying to get my life coaching business out and it wasn't quite going the way I wanted. And Mm -hmm. my coach at the time actually was like, you always talk about astrology. She's like, why don't you put that in? Mm -hmm. And I resisted it because I, again, I was so conditioned to believe like that's wrong. Like you don't do that. People won't take you seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was kind of at the point where I was like, coaching is not working. I don't like my corporate job. I need to do something. So I was just kind of like, fuck it. Like yeah. I'm going to put a video on YouTube about like, it was actually July of 2014. Hey. I remember July 2014. I was like, here's what's happening in the, in the stars. And um, it got a lot of views, like, like 500, which for me at that right. time was like massive, right. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like that was like really big. So I just kept it going. And then I just, it just, you know, all unfolded from there. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, and like most people in the, I mean, I, I feel like, if Catholics and Hindus met, it would be yeah. such a, 
it would be such a war. I feel I like there's so many Hindus out there that are so based there basically in their entire life mm-hmm. on astrology. My mom being one of them. I, I, re- I reference my mom all the time in, in my podcast episodes because like she, <laughs> I love her so much, but she's so frustrating <laughs> Yeah. because growing up, I was really taught to believe that you know, I had to meet somebody whose chart, like I de- like was perfectly matched up with mine. And if oh. I didn't, and this is why arranged marriages were a thing because they were able to look at the side by side birth charts and say, okay, well you got, you guys are compatible or you guys are not. And really looked into like financial stuff and like, if they're able to have kids together and like where in like the world they could like be more successful and like how um, a woman's energy can affect a man's business and his finances Uh, and all that stuff. I know. And exactly like you're rolling your eyes. Trust me. I was so confused as a teenager Mm -hmm. because I was like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm supposed to marry somebody or be with somebody or find somebody that on my own that I connect with, but also like respects me and like, we, but our, and, and do the, all the normal things. Sure. But, emotionally compatible. Right? right. But, but then I'm supposed to give you, get his birth chart. Do you to know see if mean? you can have like, if he's capable of having children <laughs> yeah. and like, yeah. it was crazy. And That's I just like, remember thinking like, okay, how do I, if I meet somebody, how do I ask them for their birth chart? Like, how do I, so what's your birth time, your birthplace and your birth date? Uh, you know, it was such a confusing question, but I will say my, my one, my one relationship that I was in, which was like two or three years ago, mm-hmm. he had asked me cause his mom was into mm-hmm. it and it was such a relief. I was wow. like, Oh yeah. I was like, Oh like, my God. You wanna know? I was like, Oh my God, thank God. I don't, I'm not the crazy one that has to ask, but it was such a bizarre concept. I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, hold on. I have to find out somebody's birth chart to like be able to be with him, like be with yeah. anybody. And and then I just really started diving more into astrology and like understanding it on my own because mm-hmm. I was getting so fed up with, you know, my the mom's version. Yeah. 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 And so on that subject, um, like what is your perception of Eastern and Western astrology yeah. and like how do they differ and like what should people connect with more? Because right. I like a little bit of both. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, there are certain things in um, like – I guess it's called Vedic astrology, yes. um, which is Eastern. Yes. Um, and there are certain things that I do like about it, but I also appreciate Western astrology. Okay. So like, what's the difference? Yeah. So I'd say like, first of all, and again, like, even though I'm an astrologer and I was like rolling my eyes at the thought of you having to compare your chart is because whatever lineage of astrology or anything, religion, it doesn't matter. Realize that these are all tools, right? And and you can use the tool as much as you need to, to help you, but it's not the answer, right? There's a difference between realizing all the things that we're exploring and talking about are things to help you, but they're not the actual answer. There's no way that comparing two birth charts is the answer to a successful marriage. Could be, mm-hmm. but it could just be, again, like kind of a reference or a way to help, which is great. We want those little helpers. We want those tools, so to speak, but they're not the answer per yeah. se. Yeah. Um, but that being said, so I follow more of the Western astrology world because I'm a Western person. I'm in a Western civilization. I'm in a Western society. So Mm -hmm. for me, Western astrology makes the most sense. But essentially, Eastern and Western astrology, uh, Eastern is the Vedic. It also follows more sireal uh, astrology. Have you heard of that before? So basically what what the difference is, is Vedic or sireal is uh, basing astrology off of the constellations. So you may have heard of the constellations of different zodiac signs. And then you may even have heard about like the 13th sign or there's other signs out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So what's happening is 
is, is the, um, the charting of the stars is based off of the movement of the constellations. And the constellations move a little bit faster. So that's why a lot of times when you do Vedic, you find out maybe your moon or your sun or some of the plants are a little bit further ahead than your Western chart. Mm -hmm. That's why. Mm -hmm. Because Vedic is technically um, further along because we're tracking the constellations. Mm -hmm. Whereas Western astrology is going off the equator and it's going off of the rotation of the earth mm -hmm. um, and uh, how the astrological wheel starting with Aries relates to the different tropics, like the mm -hmm. Tropic of Cancer, mm -hmm. um, Tropic of Cancer Corn or Cancer Corn, Capricorn. Capricorn. <laughs> cancer Corn. That's what you, that could be a cute cancer. celebrity name yeah. for Cancer Capricorn couple. Cancer Corn. Name. Yeah. Um, so based on that and based on the, the position of the equator, how yeah. it relates to the sun, that's how we get Western astrology. Gotcha. Again, I like that better. But I like it better too. It theater. sounds much better. Mm -hmm. I mean, being, cause I, honest to God, I feel like I relate more to Western culture. Um, like I feel like sure. I, and I'm sure there are like, I can pull. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are like South Asians or just anybody in general that, you know, you know, feels like they're more American and Western, but like they like like sprinkles of their culture. Yeah. That's me. Mm -hmm. There are people who are very Western and like like sprinkles of like East or sorry, I mean, Eastern Western culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think like you know, just understanding that component is so important because I feel like people get so wrapped up in the. I mean, I'm you know, being a bridal makeup artist, yeah. a, a lot of my brides, especially um, Gujarati brides, they tend to not um meet want to meet people outside of their village and i'm like but what if your soulmate is no. in another part of the world what if you made a pact to meet in this life and yeah. then you stuck inside your little village and got arranged with some random dude right and that's mm. what i mean and and it's like are you reaching your fullest potential i mean like we'll get right into that but it's ultimately i think this is such a this is a subject that's like so dear to me because i grew up in an era where like I mean, I was just very American born, you know, sure. and, um, my mom is super, super traditional and mm. this is not, you know, it's like a norm. Right. Yeah. But I was like, mom, you raised kids in America. What would you think was going to happen? Right. Like, <laughs> like we're going to get Americanized. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's so, I think, you know, it's important for people to understand that like, you're allowed to listen to yourself. You're allowed to listen to your body. You're allowed to yes. listen to your mind, which is like ultimately, what you have left outside of everything mm -hmm. um, and understanding astrology is like, it's fun, you know, it's, it's great. But like, if you want to stick to it, you can, and like really look into like reading between the fine lines and all sure. that stuff. But I mean, I guess like what like suggestions would you have in terms of for people who want to match their charts, yeah. um, but are like, you know, do we follow the culture? Do we not? Do we right. listen to the chart? Like, what sure. do we do? Yeah. And, you know, I guess you can do anything that I say, I guess you can do with Vedic or Western. But again, everything I'm kind of saying is more Western driven, per mm -hmm. se. So mm -hmm. what I would say is, first of all, um, matching compatibility based on our sun signs is actually one of the worst things that we can do. So what I mean by that is most people when they when we talk about astrology, what will you say? What's your sign? Mm -hmm. Right? That's what we always say. What's your sign? And what we're really saying when we break it down is we're saying, where was the sun when you were born? So you and I are talking on July 25th. Right now, the sun is in Leo. So anyone born today or born for the next, you know, 30 days, give or take, a little bit less than that. I can't yeah. do math. Like 25 days, <laughs> yeah. give or take, okay. will be considered a Leo sun because mm -hmm. the sun takes one year to go through all 12 signs. Mm -hmm. And in our society, we just tend to gravitate towards that one. 
Where was the sun when you were born? That's your sign. That is your sun sign. And that is your masculine. And that is your ego. And that is how you identify with how you work and you generate and you create in this world, Mm -hmm. which is all very important things. Right. Right. And we should look at that. We should look at what our sun is because it's very, it's how we identify ourselves in our society. Mm But in a relationship, it's less necessary to look at that. That's more on the bottom. Like when you're thinking about what you're looking for in a partner, you may not be looking for their masculine. You may be looking for where where are they from an emotional capacity? What are they like on an intimate scale? What are they, you know, like we want to know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to find that with the sun. So what I recommend, I mean, again, it does. if the only thing you know is their sun sign, Sure. Look at, and I'll tell you how to compare all the signs together, but yeah, that's one way. But if you can get a hold of their chart, what I like to look at is where's their moon? Cause the moon is our feminine, right? Mm-hmm. The moon, um, is so where is it today? Today is, um, I think the moon right now is in Taurus. I want to say I'm not hundred percent. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> it's either Taurus or Gemini today. Um, and so, um, anyway, when, wherever the moon was, when you were born, that mm-hmm. becomes your moon sign. I'm a Libra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like unique in the sense that I'm a, a Leo sun and a Leo moon. Yeah. So I remember Le- you're a triple Leo. Yeah. And then my Leo rising as well. That's great. Which is fun. Yeah. So, um, so in my case, that's why I think I also loved Leo so much because uh-huh. I didn't realize at the time that there was more to a chart. I just knew again, what's your sign. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, I'm a Leo, but it turned out it was more. Uh-huh but also not more. So um, finding out our moon, comparing our moon is great because we're comparing our feminine component. And when I say feminine, I, you know, I'm saying about the essence of energy. We're not talking about gender here, Mm -hmm. especially nowadays, which I think is really awesome that we're opening up to learn more about our sun and our moon. And we're learning about the masculine, the feminine. We're realizing we don't mean gender, Mm -hmm. right? And what does gender even mean anymore? We're breaking outside of that box, right? But I do think it's still important to understand masculine, feminine energy, Mm -hmm. right? Which is very different than an actual human gender. Mm -hmm. So Masculine is about how you create, how you take action, who you are to the world. Mm-hmm. Feminine is who are you behind closed doors? Mm-hmm. Who are you from an emotional capacity? Who are you when you're vulnerable? Mm-hmm. Who are you when you ask for support? How do you receive? Mm-hmm. So I want to know about that in a partner, mm-hmm. right? It's easy to see what's on the surface. Yeah. Right? Sure. Like it's easy to see on the surface and then we sometimes romanticize that. Sometimes it's very clear too. Right. <laughs> sometimes it's very obvious, which is great. And that's yeah. when we need to move on. But if mm-hmm. we want to know like what's going on in their heart, mm-hmm. we want to look at the moon. And then we also want to look at Venus because mm-hmm. Venus is the planet of intimacy, romance, relationships. My Venus is in Leo. Mm, that's <laughs> fun. My Venus yeah. is in Virgo, which is <gasps> yeah. too practical. <laughs> that's, why I'm, that's why I'm still single. It's okay. I'm still mm. single too. Yeah. Like lots of one night stands and being alone. I know. <laughs> um, it's okay. Yeah. End to an arrow. Yeah. Hopefully. Yes. Uh, So yeah, Venus is kind of, yeah, looking at that. So then you're like, okay, I got their moon, I got their Venus, now what? So what I like to do is look at the elements of the sign, really easy. Um, So like fire, like there's four elements in astrology. So there's fire, air, earth, and water. So fire signs are Leo, Sagittarius, and Aries. Uh, Water signs are Scorpio, Pisces, Cancer. Earth is Taurus, Capricorn, Virgo, and then air is Libra, Aquarius, and Gemini. So what we can do, let's say like you're dating someone and they're a Gemini moon um, and you're a Aries moon, right? So you look at the two together. Okay, Aries, like that's really fiery and passionate and someone that like puts their heart out on the line and like puts, you know, themselves out there first for who they care about when it's an Aries moon. Then we look at Gemini moon. Gemini moon is someone that wants to be really social, cares about family, friends, getting people together. 
Well, that feels like that could be a really good match. And it, you take the fiery Aries component, you take the air of Gemini, you put air and fire together. There's a lot of chemistry. Mm. There's a lot of room for growth. Things can build. Um, you don't want to get to the point where it's like a raging fire, so to speak, or <laughs> yeah. the wind gets so strong that it knocks the fire out. Yeah. But you can feel some compatibility as opposed to, let's say that Aries moon was dating um, a Cancer moon. Well, now we have water and fire, mm. which that can be a little like, you know, fire can make the water boil water can wash out the fire yeah that may not be so great in i was the just form about to that. ask what do you think are the two elements that probably don't you know, yeah. jive fire and water fire and water don't really go very well together um earth and air aren't great yeah. together either because again like uh, like air and earth like it feels like they're suffocating mm -hmm. like i can't breathe you know so like, when you say um when you say like you know, elements and mm -hmm. matching them up. If mm -hmm. I, if what would somebody look at their moon or would somebody look at their so Venus for anything? So okay. I guess for moon or for Venus. So, um, yeah, so we like earth and water together. We like fire and air together. Some elements work well together. I think earth and earth work well. I think mm. water and water work well. I think fire and fire is a lot. Mm. Air and air can be a lot. Mm. Right. I, I know I don't do really well with other Leos. I am a Virgo sun. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've, I just like get turned off by meeting Virgo men. I'm like, oh, they're so boring. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to my welcome to my Venus in Virgo. It's so boring. Oh god. I'm like, oh no, but you're like Leo, so you're like fun. I know. It can be really fun. It's just like when the relationship starts to turn and get serious, I get really serious, and they're kind of like, where did that come from? Yeah, Why? I'm a totally different person mm -hmm. in, in Behind relationship. Doors, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I That's mean, especially thing. relationship. I'm very. Um, I mean, I'm very passionate mm -hmm. but also at the same time I become I tend to like this person becomes like my everything you yeah. know and you know even from a even from a selfless standpoint mm -hmm. I'm like I want to do everything for you um but I'm also gonna dump all my shit on you too but just to listen you don't have to resolve you don't have to solve all right, my problems but like but just listen yeah. <laughs> just don't tell me what to do <laughs> right right so which is like total that's the Libra part right yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah. it's like I'm gonna give you all this but don't do anything with it and I'm gonna give you my world yeah. but like you don't have to give me mine but you kind of do right 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 exactly so, like, so I guess like for people who are like trapped in the Vedic astrology mm -hmm. world like what advice could you kind of give them to like kind of ease up or just you know look at astrology matching from a different perspective yeah I say go with it with a sense of openness and curiosity really look at it like, okay, based on these two charts, because again, finding a really super compatible chart, like, like all lights a go green light, et cetera. Yeah. Like that's like hitting the lottery. Like I, I wait, pause yeah. because I met somebody. I think I told you about oh, this. That's right. Our astrology matched a hundred percent except for our sun sign, which is crazy. Our entire chart yeah. top to bottom yeah. matched. That's I want wild. to show you one day, but I anyway. know that is wild. Yeah. But you shouldn't date that person. It's too alike. <laughs> it's what's too, the it's point? Too what's the point? Yeah. Right. Like what's the point of being here to date yourself? It'd be mm. fun just to see. I mean, I am dating myself, so right. it's all good. <laughs> Technically I've got that covered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But wait, what was I saying? Oh, okay. So yeah. So try like, if we're put too much pressure on finding the perfect Vedic match, mm -hmm. we're not seeing the big picture, which the big picture is we also have free will. We have soul contracts and destiny. Astrology is the energy that our soul entered into. So the day you were born, you chose that day to have that kind of energy help you shape your personality, 
help you fulfill what you're supposed to do on this path. But it's not, again, the answer. It's just the, you know, today is sunny outside. Like that happens to be the energy of today. And based on it being sunny, there's some things you'll probably do that you wouldn't do if it was raining Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's kind of like the same thing with our chart. Like we see things and we're like, Oh, this is giving me the green light to do this. This doesn't look so great. So I'm going to lean back and that's okay. Like not everything has to be a perfect match. And also I think sometimes it's good when I read for couples and there is some issues going on. I like being able to present that to them. I say, based on your chart, here's where your, your communication is going to be off mm-hmm. based on your chart. Here's where you're going to really need to work together based on your chart. Here's where you both thrive. You really make sure, sh- make sure that you focus on that. Make sure you both love travel, like make sure you're traveling. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's not saying that it's a perfect match, but what we can do is we can pull the areas that are really great to make sure that they amplify those together. Like if a couple's having trouble, like, you know, we haven't traveled in a while. We mm-hmm. need to do that because mm-hmm. something is off. And then it's likely that travel will bring them back together. Right. Right. And um, it doesn't, you know, so same thing for recognizing where they're not going to be compatible. It's like, oh, like, you know, based on the conversation we had about our charts, like when a conflict happens, you shut down, Mm -hmm. you're shutting down. And like, I'm in these moments, we agree that I'm supposed to like make you aware of that. And you're going to open up to me. Right. And it just, it, it creates kind of um, a solution to any relationship. It's Mm -hmm. saying, you know, hey, here are the things that work for us. Here are the things that don't. And with this awareness, we get to choose how to navigate the relationship from here. And that brings back the power again. Sure. Um, Now, are some charts just pretty like not great? I was just about to ask. I was like, are there? There are are some (laughs) that I'm just like, this really isn't great. I mean, again, if you want the task of making this work, you're going to be focusing more on making it work than it working naturally. Yeah. I mean, of course I prefer a chart that naturally flows. And of course there's some points of like, Hey, here's some things that you should be aware of. Mm-hmm. And that's every couple. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So that's the ideal. But if it's a chart where there's just like more bad than good, <laughs> like I, I I'm kind of like, like eh. my last relationship. Yeah. I mean, there was, I think I just kept saying there's lots for you to learn here. Oh, there was, right. It was, which is fine, but you don't yeah. have to stay either. And I think that's the thing too. Remembering like, you, you have permission to walk away. Like people shift in and out of each other's lives for a reason. Mm-hmm. There, there are some people that are meant to come in, give us a fuck ton of lessons and then leave. And mm-hmm. we have to let them leave. And we have to let them teach us those lessons. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I always say to people, I'm like, you know what? If you meet somebody, just go with it and go with the connection. Yeah. But if at some point you feel like something is off and you're like, oh my God, I'm drowning my emotions and this sucks let that be a lesson because that's something that was supposed to come your way. And that's something that you're supposed to pick up on. And if you're not going to pick it up on this time, you're going to pick it up next time or the time after that. And I always, always, always like my one piece of advice to everybody, even including myself is if I actually feel a connection with somebody, which I will say does not happen that often where I'm like, wow, you're a rare, you're a rare case. I've really, really, there's something about you that um, has triggered us to meet. And I don't really know what it is yet, but I will find out. And there's always a lesson tied to it. So like heartbreak is, is painful, yeah. but it we're, we're meant to go through it and we're meant to have it. And it's yeah. a gift to we be are. quite honest. Yeah. No one is wired for the perfect life No, and, and smooth sailing and <laughs> nobody. You may yeah. think, oh, I could list a few people, Danielle. No. Dude, yeah. my mom has made me, she's made me match my charts with almost every guy I've dated mm-hmm. And some of the worst relationships I had were the ones that were supposedly supposed to work. And that's when I really started questioning astrology more and more, not from a, not from the perspective of 
is this real? I mean, initially, yes. Sure. Well, of course. Yeah. Initially, yes. And I look back at some of those relationships and I'm like, okay, I could have seen how this could have lasted a long time or I could have seen how this was going to suck in the beginning, yeah. but it could have maybe, maybe have worked. Sure. But then I look back and I'm like, is she, was she just lying to me? Cause she just wanted me to be with somebody who's like Indian and like the highest cast and you know, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think my frustration had led to <laughs> I get it. Brought like me to astrology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, because, you know, there's somebody in my ear that's telling me that this person has to be this way and that way. But there's also a lot of people who are just genuinely focused on making sure that this person meets all the requirements. The checklist. Yeah. And yeah. I think that causes so much more stress. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like the biggest part of why I, you know, wanted to have this conversation with you. Um, and tie in the astrology piece to just basically show people that even from an, like an astrological perspective, like, yes, sure. There could be two really awful charts, yeah. but there's also like a positive way of looking at it, which is something that we just weren't taught. You yeah. know, we were yeah. just weren't like, like our, it was very black and white. It seems like, yeah, it yeah. was like our parents weren't like, okay, like, so mm-hmm. this is what love is. And this is how it feels. Right. Our parents were like, um, yeah, don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend until you graduate college. But then all of a sudden you need to get married. Right. Like why aren't you married yet? <laughs> oh, and they have to be this, 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 and this, and oh. your charts have to match. So it was like so much tension and stress. And the thing is, is like this, these are the conversations that I have with so many of my brides and so many of my friends. And so, and it's really, it, it kind of blows my mind sometimes that I'm like, wait a minute, like I'll have brides every so often that will be like, Oh, my parents don't really care about charts. And I'm like, what is that like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because my mom was, she's had my birth chart since I was a baby. Mm-hmm. She's had the whole thing mapped out. And I will say for the most part, a lot of it's pretty spot on. Yeah. Like it's just cool. Yeah. Which is actually kind of cool. I yeah. mean, she knew from like the time I was a little baby that I was going to be like in the arts world right, like or like, creative. yeah, more creative, mm-hmm. um, makeup artistry. I guess like another question that I have is like, you know, uh, like astrology aside, like mm-hmm. when you meet somebody and you feel that like genuine connection, um, I guess like my question is, you know, how often do you actually recommend to people or tell people like, listen, like listen to your body and your mind versus like focusing so much on the like astrology right. portion of it? Mm-hmm. Because again, we sometimes fail to realize that, you know, you're feeling a burning anxiety in your mm-hmm. chest when you're having a conversation with yeah. this person that you want to be with right. for a reason. Right. And it's, really important to listen to that mind-body connection. So absolutely. I think our bodies are really smart and they have a lot of intelligence and our bodies can read other people's bodies. Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes to sexual attraction or compatibility. So essentially it's, it's kind of caveman talk, but, but our bodies know like, okay, this person will protect me or make me feel safe or I can procreate with them or we can start a family, there's survival. And that can be a big turn on for us. And so we don't actually realize, but that's where some of it comes from. And that's why sometimes we get a little psycho around people when it doesn't work out because (laughs) our body was wired to think like this, but this was my person who was going to protect me. And uh, this is going to expand my lineage, right? Because again, when we get really, really basic, we're here to uh, spread our seeds, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and also be taken care of, which again, in our current reality is not the case, but there's still that in our DNA. And we have to remember that our DNA initially was programmed to that. Mm -hmm. So our bodies are responding off of that very, very old seeded DNA, which I think will continue to change and morph, but we still have hundreds of years before that's out of our system. Oh, if yeah. not thousands to be oh, honest. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, so there's that piece, which we want to, you know, um, uh, 
look to, and I actually, I prefer to look to that first before I get into a chart. So if I'm dating someone, I like to wait until at least the third date. Oh yeah. Let's talk about yeah. dating pointers so, <laughs> for like, when's the right yeah. time to ask somebody oh, for their birth chart? Totally. I talk about this in my comedy show too, because I feel like so many women like, will be like, I asked what a sign was. I'm like, did he, did he like roll his eyes? They're like, yeah, of course he did. Cause they don't like it. I just ask people, I'm like, are you on co-star? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, what's crazy. Most, most of, most people are. They are. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. For as much as people knock it, but like they look at that just as much as we look at our weather app. Like, yeah. Like for as much as we knock a straw, I'm like, you don't, I don't make fun of you because you check to see what the temperature is, but you're saying <laughs> I'm crazy because I checked what's going on for. I think I check more astrology, like chart yeah. stuff more than I actually check the weather. Yeah. I'm so, just addicted to it. But. Right. But like <laughs> it, it, it blows my mind that weather isn't woo woo. I'm like, you check your phone to be able to tell what the world is going to do today if the sky is going to like open up and rain on you i know like what <laughs> like what? why am i getting a bad rap for wanting to extend into the planets yeah that's like way cooler Absolutely. but um so yeah i i think you don't need to ask their sign on the first day <laughs> i mean maybe you can do a little co-star reference usually i've never it's very rare that someone will bring it up yeah. to me um well, do well. Maybe do they ask you what I do? I don't yeah. say I'm an astrologer. Uh, yeah. That never comes up. No, I don't. I don't share. I like to just kind. Of, I actually don't even really like talking about what I do because sometimes what happens is is it turns into some kind of like counseling coaching situation. <laughs> You're like, like, I went on a date and I count, I coached uh, this guy. Totally. Like I wind up like helping them like with their career. Uh, like I've had guys open up to me about like issues with their dad, and I'm like, this is the first date. Like, like bro, save it. I can't. Like I'm just trying to get laid. And yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I'm trying to look out for my own life here. You're like, um, I just wanted to have a first date and yeah, cocktail. Exactly. Not an I just wanted to have a drink and a little walk home and like a kiss goodnight and maybe a call back. Yeah, that's all, that's all we want. That's all I want. People, men, hello. If you're so listening, easy. that's all we want. So easy. <laughs> all right. Like, yeah. that's it. Um, but yeah, so that's why I, I kind of am a little reserved about what I, I do. Mm-hmm. I think I, I veer more towards I help. I say like I'm a coach, but I kind of make it more into the, and yeah. I do do this. I'm a coach for coaches and I help them get their business. So when I talk more about the business aspect, it gets a little less emotional. So that's yeah. usually how I start. <laughs> I share about helping entrepreneurs that are getting started get nice. their businesses nice. um, going. But yeah, I usually like to wait until like the third date because I'll get really biased. Like it's definitely happened. Like for example, there was a guy I dated for almost a year. If I saw his chart ahead of time, I would have written it off. There was so much Virgo in there. Mm. There was some Gemini and some weird parts. I would have been like, no, like I'm <laughs> not. And yeah, no it didn't, right. And it didn't work out. And I think part of why it didn't work out was because of those things. But yeah. again, that's, that's for me to figure out also on my own and organically right. and to give this person a chance. Whereas I would have totally had more of a wall up and just been like, it's not going to work. So like, why am I even trying? And that's what I used to do. I will mm-hmm. say when I would meet somebody and I would eventually have the conversation of, Hey, so you know, what's your birth chart information? And they would be like, okay, I get it. Like I've heard, I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I you would ask for their information. You don't just say what's the, what's your sign. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like birth time, birth place, birth date. Yeah. I'm uh, like name of the doctor. Yeah. I delivered you. I need yeah. it all. I need his chart too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all of that. Yeah, everything. Um, I would ask and then I would make the mistake of giving my mom this information so she can match it because no. she would it be in she had literally, you know, trained my mind to believe that this was normal and this was what I was supposed to do. I mean, even just from a cultural perspective, sure. not just her, obviously, yeah. but you know, like my family just making sure that like the charts match because oh, apparently in 
you know, just only the South Asian culture that if your heart doesn't match, then your husband will die. That oh. I lost sleep over for a whole year. Yeah, that's murder. Right. Based on, based on the stars. I know. And I was like, uh, uh, like, if I meet somebody and I fall in love with them, I now have to be fearful that they're going to die. What? No. So, yeah, my mom d- took a very interesting approach. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I would always make the mistake of um, sharing this information with my mom. And she would always – she would just kind of have, like, a bad attitude about it and be like, well, it's not going to work. So – and it would kill me because I'm like, but I really like this person. I have my heart set on them. And, like, love should just be love. And, like – 100%. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. that was just the the uh, mentality that I had going in. So it's – I think, like, people – giving people the option of understanding that mm-hmm. not just – not only does there is there Eastern astrology that exists, but there's Western, but then there's also your mind and body, yeah. which is probably the most important of them it's all. The most important because it's it's what you live with every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, your environment's a factor, right? The way the rate yeah, the way that you were raised, the the kind of ways you show up in the world, they're all so important mm-hmm. and. Again, astrology is a cool piece of it all. Mm-hmm. And it's great if you have the opportunity to really explore it because you're going to learn so much about yourself. And mm-hmm. to explore it with your partner, you're going to learn so much about them. And you're going to learn about each other together. Mm-hmm. But to start from that place, it's actually very intimate if you think about it, to, to compare your chart with someone. It's very intimate. It's very intimate. So if you're doing that on the first date or you're doing it even before you meet them, like let's say somehow like you're able to you know, find out like on Facebook. Like, I don't know. Co-star. Yeah, co-star. <laughs> Facebook, sometimes you'd be able to tell, like, uh, the year they were born. Yeah. So you could find out stuff. And you're kind of killing it. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, like, let's let's wait. Yeah. Let's wait to or look at like our Or feeling chart. somebody's energy mm-hmm. out, you know? Like, I have I just recently got back on some dating apps, and I'm just swiping right on people that I'm like, okay, I'm not necessarily attracted to them, but their profile's kind of cool. Yeah. And, you know, really ultimately at the end of the day is how do we interact as two people in face to face, you know, and I understand mm-hmm. some people are very like, I'm cool with long distance, whatever, you know, FaceTime sure. is available, you know, yeah. just like hop technology, on yeah. yeah, take Use advantage it. of it mm-hmm. and really just like see how your energy jives. But I think the most important thing is just like, you know, I, I had to turn the mom voice off. Yeah. Um, and for anybody out there, it's like, turn off the voices that are not yours. And like really just like tune into what it is that your body is telling you and, you know, get practice in, like go on practice dates. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I do that a lot. And then what's great about practice dates is then I have material for my comedy show. Yay. <laughs> Which I saw you yeah. had a big comedy show at Warehouse on Watts. I did. Awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It was, I was there that night for a party. Uh, the yeah. one after? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about going back and then I was zon- like, I went out for drinks after the show and I was going to go back and I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there for like a hot hour. Yeah, I, I like, would have yeah. just been like standing, like doing the move where you just move your arms because you're yeah. tired, like zombie move. Yeah, yeah. Been like... <laughs> I was like, I was here earlier. Zombie move, trying to meet men. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, so uh, what's your birth chart? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, it. there's actually a lot of really spiritual people nowadays that are yeah. really understanding to. It's great. Oh, it's 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 That's almost awesome. like a, a layer of like stress is taken off because yes. people are now so you know it's really funny actually. Um, people now know what like moon and rising signs are, right. which is so it's cool. So like good. this just proves how far astrology has come along. Mm-hmm. And I'm a sun uh, Virgo and moon and Libra rising. Right. And so when I meet somebody who like I don't know for some reason I just can't do Scorpios. Like I don't know what it is. Like 
what I, I dated a Scorpio once and I was like, nope, never again. Yeah, it's like um, me and Capricorn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but totally like an earth sign girl. I love Geminis. I love like people who are like spontaneous and like random and weird. So, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, people are really tuned into like, su- like sun, moon and rising signs now. Yeah, and now they're strange. like, wait a minute, we have like, ha- like different houses and different, like, right. you know, different like planets that like, you know, we're at, a, you know, placed at this you know, day and time, you know, all that fun jazz. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think like, how do the houses actually like, just out of curiosity, yeah, so how the houses, houses, play houses are it? good to look at too. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of something I like people to focus on the planets first before we get into houses. Cause mm-hmm. they can start to get a little, not overwhelming, but it's just astrology has a lot of layers to it. Oh yeah. For um, sure. So with houses, houses, basically they start with your rising sign. So we want to think our rising sign is where the sun was along the horizon when you, when you were born. So for you, it was along the horizon of Libra. For me, it was along the horizon of Leo. So that then becomes what's called our first house. And our houses deal with human themes that we deal with on our journey. So house one is rising sign. And it's how we make an impression. Mm. Very important as a human. Yes. How do you make an impression and how do you want to make an impression? Because normally what happens is, is first we're worried about how we make an impression. And then as we get older, we're like, I don't care anymore. This is how I make an impression, right? Like we, we switch it. Um, so then, then basically we go through the different houses. Like house number two is about money and worth. Mm. House number three is communication. House number four is about home family. Mm. Five is about creativity, right? So on and so forth. So we can look at, I like to look at house number four, if it's a more committed relationship to see how the compatible they are, right? Because, mm. um, is whatever sign. So for you, your fourth house should be, um, is it Aquarius? No, Capricorn is your fourth. If you're so house number one is a Libra, most likely house number two is Scorpio. House number three would be Sag. House number mm, four would be Capricorn. Okay. It kind of goes in sequential order. Okay. Most of the time, I don't want to say it's not always 100% that way because of degrees. Right. But let's say house number four for you is Capricorn. When it comes to home and family, that's actually something that you're very grounded about, something that you take very seriously. Mm-hmm. And so you would want someone that has that same kind of value if you maybe met someone again you like the gemini energy but if that was gemini in their fourth house that may not be the greatest thing because you might find that like they don't take that seriously and they're being a little (laughs) bit too peter pan yes that's exactly it yeah gemini's are peter pan peter pan and the women are (laughs) alice in wonderland like they're just in a disney movie somewhere it's fun i have friends who are like it's so much fun i have friends who are gemini's and i love them so like i love i do too because they're so addicting to like hang out with so fun because they're just like spontaneous and random but like as far as a partner goes i dated a gemini once and i was like oh my god i am way too like grounded to be dating you you and i this is not yeah yeah no it's true so that's a good one to look at i'd say again look at that one more down the road yeah right um but house number seven is relationships Mm -hmm. um so that's a good one to look at house number seven so moon venus house number seven those are like the top three things to to look at take notes people Mm -hmm. um (laughs) again you could look at house number four because that's home and family Mm -hmm. um yeah and you could i mean again once you get more intimate with understanding charts then you just start to play and you just kind of start to feel out like Mm -hmm. you know how how do these things flow together and you use your intuition too but Again, it's a little harder to use our intuition sometimes when it's about someone that's our partner and we want to learn more because our ego might start to get in the way and mm-hmm. kind of have an agenda. Right. So if there's someone that you trust to like talk it over with, if you like aren't able to go to an astrologer for some reason. Right. Would you recommend people, you know, getting their own charts read to see where there's yeah. like just general like blockages mm-hmm. and stuff for like sure. that before they go into the dating world? 
Um, yeah, I mean, or coinciding. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think it's important. Um, I have a lot of people and, you know, honestly, please make sure that you're going to authentic astrologers or um, people that really know what they're doing. Um, like Danielle. Yes, like me. <laughs> Pretty much just basically just make sure you're going to me. Everybody and just call Danielle. Yeah, just call me now for your free reading. It's not free. But um, <laughs> it's more than that. But uh, yes. because I've had so many people come to me, you know, before we started reading, I'm always like, you know, how do you feel? Do you have any questions? And a lot of times I've had people say, like, I'm really nervous. And I'm like, well, you know, of course, not to be nervous. But they're like, Cause I don't want you to tell me anything bad because I've been told I'm blocked in love. I'm this, I'm that. And I've, I've heard so many stories of people being told that they're unlucky in love or they have a block. That was my life. Yeah. (laughs) And then you carry that. And then what are you? You're the girl that's unlucky in love. I was the girl who was unlucky with money my Mm. whole life. And And so what would you do? Spend it, waste it. You couldn't make it. You couldn't hold it. My mom till this day is like, you're going to be broke forever. And I'm like, thanks mom. (laughs) No, it's not true. There may be again, like, there may be something in your chart or something in this life that you're supposed to learn about money, but great. Yeah. Cool. Learn yeah. about how to make money. Sweet. Yeah. Do that by making money and being fucking abundant. Yes. You know? Um, but we've got to see what's lingering so that you can, again, have that awareness and move it forward. Same with love. Whenever you get a reading, again, if for some reason you're not doing it with me for some weird reason. Some weird reason. I don't, we don't know why. <laughs> Make sure that that person makes you feel clear and empowered and like you have a plan going forward. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. ever leave a reading feeling blocked or confused or afraid yes. because that's not how it should go. Yeah. And I think that that's what a lot of people, people always, I think, again, I think we're shifting. Yes, from, we are. It's getting shifting. so much better. The it's etiquette getting, and yes, yeah. The way people are being educated on yes. it and like just having a positive twist to astrology. Yes. Whereas like probably like the decade prior, it, wasn't it was that way. It was very like fear based. It was very fear based yes. until this day. It really can be yeah. fear based. Yeah. And it sucks because astrology is such a beautiful thing. And I think that it can be viewed as again, like you said, a tool mm-hmm. right. on how to move forward and how to step into your real aura and like how, like how you should be presenting yourself in the yeah, world, um, especially in the dating world. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And like, I think too, what was happening before it was very fear based and a lot of readers wanted to just keep getting your money. So they would just be like, so like for me, like if you get a reading with me, like I may say like, maybe we should do one follow up, or I'll say like, check back in with me in six months because mm-hmm. I want you to go out there and do your thing. And then like report back later, you know, so Come again, back with all the lessons you learned. Yeah. But like <laughs> people, they get really like, I know some people get really attached to their healers mm-hmm. and, um, that can be, well, that can be detrimental yeah. and also, you know, like being so focused on one person who only gives you answers that you constantly want to hear. Um, it's, it's nice actually, like when we did our reading, it was nice to have you tell me like, this is where like you may see not even pain points. Cause you don't even think you've worded it that way. It was just like, this is where you might have to work through certain things, mm-hmm. but like, it's a good thing because X, Y, Z, you yeah. know? So I think again, like that's really important too. And a lot of these like old school, like Eastern mm-hmm. astrologers, they add that whole like Make sure you don't drive a car when you're 30 years old because you're going to get into a massive accident. Yeah. Or like, oh. you're almost going to die one day. No. I've gotten that one before. And I'm like, yeah, great. I've heard that like, before from people. I'm like, great, like, cool. Yeah. I'll, um, you know, tap into a different yeah. realm. Like, yeah. what, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. so I think that this whole fear based, you know, uh, astrological approach let's is. Let's get just, rid of that. But yeah, it's getting better. Yeah. Let's it's get rid better. of it, people. Let's put it to rest. It's mm-hmm. now time to take the next step into understanding astrology and the beautiful side of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It can be a really beautiful, like, heart open. It really can, uh, you know, to, on the subject of heart opening, um, I actually did a Reiki session this morning mm-hmm. with Aaron Johnson. Oh, yes. Um, 
and I was telling her like I felt like my heart was kind of closed off and so even from like how, how does like energy and like astrology like tie together in terms of like your chakras and all that kind of stuff yeah um and like which ones do we want to focus on more when we're tapping into the dating world mm-hmm so astrology is not super tied to chakras. It's tied to our body in mm-hmm. a lot of okay. ways, um, but there's no real identifiable chakras only because um, there aren't enough chakras to relate with all the different mm-hmm. signs of the zodiac. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is, of course, when it comes to astrology, when you figure out where you're kind of closed off, find out what chakra relates to that energy. So if I get someone who has issues with where we're noticing there's issues around worth and money and they're feeling blocked creativity, like their creativity is blocked. Like that's probably sacral. Right. And so based on what I'm themes that I'm depicting from their chart, then we could relate that to a chakra that may be blocked or closed. So I'd say that would probably be the best way to navigate how to relate it to your chakras is find out again, if someone's closed off in love, right. Heart chakra. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd say do it more, that way, like kind of once you find out from your astrology reading areas for improvement, mm-hmm. go to your Reiki practitioner, go to an energy healer, let them know and say, I'd really love to learn more about how this would relate to my chakras. Yeah. And I feel like then they would be able to kind of coincide unblock, it from there. Yeah. Unblock all the, um, all the things, all right? The communication Communication's is a big one I see in charts. That's throat yeah. chakra. There's a lot of blocks in communication, a root chakra, a lot mm-hmm. of not feeling secure, not feeling like they'll be taken care of that can mm-hmm. come through in a reading. Do you ever do um, like past life? work i do a little bit of it um okay. someone philly local that's really great is Ilya stranko okay she's she's trained with brian weiss who's like the he the, the book the called Men- yeah <laughs> you need to read this book it's an easy read you'll read okay. it literally in like cool. a day knowing oh, you okay. it's called many lives many La- masters many mm-hmm. lives many masters sounds like my amazing. kind of amazing so i've done a lot of past life journeys i've done it with some of my clients but it's only been with clients that i've i know intimately mm-hmm. so it's not something that i like offer myself just to sure. anybody it's only when I've really connected with someone and our energy is in a place where I can mm-hmm. host them through that journey. Okay. I've also done it with ex-boyfriends. Um, <laughs> Cause why not? Um, Study it all. Yeah. So um, I definitely think, so is your question though, does past life have to do with astrology yes. in a way? Yes. So there's definitely ties to it. Um, there are times where even it's interesting. Sometimes I'll be looking at someone's chart and I'll, see past roles that they've played right Mm, i know everyone wants to think they were cleopatra or joan of arc you know yeah mm, mm. uh (laughs) not always the case right like you could find out like you know yeah other other trades like you worked in a marketplace in the renaissance like something like that like could come through but it could work out great because you could you could be a jewelry designer right Right. and it's like yeah of course like that makes sense um so i can like pick up on things like that and i think our soul has so many journeys. I believe in reincarnation. I do um, Linda Goodman, actually speaking of her, in one, I think in the Love Signs book, she references that you come back as the next sun sign. So, oh, so you would come back as a Libra, which you're kind of priming yourself for with the Libra moon and rising. I feel so prepared. Yeah, you really are. I'm coming back as a Virgo. Oh, welcome. <laughs> Boy, maybe I'll skip and I'll just join you in Libra. Um, come on in. Yeah, so there's a belief of that as well, that you follow the zodiac lineage um, as the sun goes around the world, so does, cool. you know, your kind of your lives. And then yeah. when you get to Pisces, you take a little bit of a break before you restart in Aries again. Interesting. So, so that's a theme or how a theory. Did, how did astrology, like, start? Like, how did, what's the history on it? Because I don't know what theories. the Eastern history is. I don't know what the Western history is. Yeah. I know it was, like, 
Actually, I'm not going to try to take a guess. Yeah. I mean, there's so many theories. No one right. really knows yeah. how it started. The Egyptians get a lot of credit for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but even before the Egyptians, I mean, the thing was, when there was nothing, there was still the moon. There were stars. Mm-hmm. There was the ability to be able to see planets more clearly. I mean, no, technically we have technology and stuff that we can see the planets. But before all of that, you know, you'd just be in the middle of nowhere on a grassy field, no electricity, nothing. You could mm-hmm. see Jupiter, you could see Venus. And so the biggest thing was, was at first, of course, the sun and the moon. And, you know, people knew the sun gives us energy, it gives us life force, it grows things. And so then that started to connect to this notion of the sun is our identity, it is our masculine. And then the moon, it was like kind of understanding the moon works in these phases, women were starting to see or individuals that identified as uh, female were starting to see that they were menstruating with the moon, right? They were, the, as the moon went through cycles, they went through cycles too, mm. um, starting to see kind of the underplay of what would happen with the tides with the moon. So it was more just observing, but then with that observance, people were starting to see how it related to their bodies. They were starting to see how it related to what they were meant to do as humans. Mm. And so then I think the Egyptians were the ones that started to take it to the space of creating these archetypes that would be within the dance of the sun and that would be within the dance of the moon. And then from there, starting to take Jupiter, Venus, Mars, Mercury, and starting to label what their persona was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's how we all came out with birth charts. And now we compare them. And now we're all now we just, have co-star. Yeah. And now we have co-star. <laughs> right. Well, so, yeah. I did not know the um, history behind um, yeah, astrology, but, but it's cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's a lot of fun. Truthfully, it's, totally. um, it's something that I have become, I, it's like a side passion I'd say mm-hmm. it's something that I like I mean I just love watching astrology readings all the time on YouTube but yeah those yeah. are just it's fun. cool no it's, yeah it's great <laughs> and it has some kind of meaning so yeah I get all these it. like YouTube updates on my phone I'm like god I hope nobody's looking at my phone like Virgo week of <laughs> but again it's more normal now yeah like 10 years really ago is. I would have been like yeah I like know. help <laughs> I was yeah, like yeah. Oh, I don't know what this is exactly <laughs> right Um, so I'm going to just like wrap this up by asking one final question. And it's basically like, what advice would you just kind of give to people moving forward in the dating world? And like, you know, you know, bringing in astrology, not bringing in astrology, Mm -hmm. just like, what's your final piece of, you know, what are, what are, what are some comments that you want to give to people so they can walk away feeling like, okay, I don't have to do this or I do have to do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing, I mean, I think if you want to incorporate astrology, we'll kind of tie that in first. Um, I think it's great to take a look at your chart and really look at it intimately, be curious, find someone that you can go through it with. But if not, just look at it with an open mind, see what feels really good. And don't ignore the stuff that you're like, Oh, well, whatever, right? Like this morning, I was doing a tarot read for myself. And I pulled a card. And I was like, like, I don't I didn't want to pull that card because that card is quote, unquote, bad. But I was like, No, there's something for me here. Like, let me sit with it. Um, And same with your chart, right? And the more that you do that, the more you're able to take ownership of yourself and be really accepting of how you're meant to show up. And then you can bring that into a date, right? I think it's really important when we're dating that we show up who we are as we are, and we stay in that power, we don't give that power away. That doesn't mean be closed off or overly assertive or aggressive with someone and be like, I'm in my power. Like, you know, <laughs> you yeah. I'm in my power. Right? <laughs> I know all of my chart positions. Or yeah. you're like, what? They're like, like they're like, I know the exit. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, okay, where did he go? Um, yeah, so I'd say just don't be afraid to show up as you are who you are. And the more that we can kind of understand our personality and we give ourselves permission to listen to the voices within and like really give ourselves permission to like 
ignore the voices of our mom, et cetera, et cetera, and just show up as we want to be, then we're going to meet really cool people. But like, just look at it like that. Like I'm meeting a cool person. I'm not meeting a person and I'm giving them all my power because they may have something for me. Right. Right. It's not about that. Right. And so I think the best thing that you can do is just really just be like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. I'm just going to show up have a yeah. good time, stay true to me. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens will be exactly as it's supposed to be because I stayed true to myself. Yeah. And it's really, it does take practice. Oh, it sure does. For sure. Yes. I mean, I'm still practicing how to turn the mom voice off. I think for the most part, I've gotten a lot more better at mm-hmm. it versus being angry and then having resentment. Yes. Um, and that's just for anybody who feels like they have anger or resentment mm-hmm. towards like their culture or like yeah. the quote unquote norms of, you know, what they're, you know, what their idea of dating is. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you're allowed to break those rules yeah. and just do what, yeah, whatever jives with yeah. you. And and you can be mad for a little bit if you need to be. I yeah. was definitely bitter about things oh, when absolutely. I started like coming into myself and spirituality more. Mm-hmm. I was really mad and upset, but I needed to be. Yeah. That's okay. I had to be mad and upset at my culture. I had to be mm-hmm. mad and upset at my mom yeah. forcing me. I mean, she yeah. still does, but I'm like, okay. That's but now it doesn't matter. Like now, now it just, just doesn't like, matter. Now yeah. I'm like, okay, this is just funny yeah. now because right, you're you moved just, on. Yeah. You and I look at it. her sometimes I'm like, she gets so hell bent on like these charts and stuff. Yeah. And it's just, honestly, it's, it's straight. It's hilarious. That's so um, so yeah, I think it's just, I think, you know, that's a great piece of advice and just kind of like taking it, you know, lightheartedly, but at the same time, kind of seriously for the yeah. sake of yourself and not so much for, you know, putting pressure on somebody else. Like they have to be this way or they have to show up this way or our charts have to match um, in this way. And, you know, for anybody who is a believer in astrology, wonderful. Like, thanks for having open ears. And for anybody who's tapping in, um, you know, we welcome you and (laughs) it's a lot of fun. Um, but Danielle, I really appreciate you being on this episode. This was great. And, um, I will be sure to, you know, yeah, uh, all copy. the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add all the all, all the all the, all the things stuff. under Danielle Mercurio. Yeah, um, and if you do want to hit her up for readings, I guess they could just my slide website in your DMs or, my, or slide in my DMs. Yes. Website's easy. Just go to the website, website book a session. DanielleMercurio.com. DanielleMercurio.com. Work with me, astrology. Yeah, done. she's great. We did a we did a, a when was the last time we did a reading? It was like a was year. it January? Oh, it wasn't it January. Was January. It yeah, had yeah, been yeah. Jan- or maybe February. Yeah, it was like six months ago. Yeah, and she'll at least give you a positive twist on yes. your chart. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. I'll something still be in, real with you, yeah. but something in, more encouraging. Yes. So, and yeah. also you do love matching yeah. for couples, yeah. right? Yeah, we'll do cool. compatibility stuff. So take that into consideration, people. Um, cool. Cool. Thanks for coming on the show. Of course. Yes.